Good morning and welcome to week number three's edition of the 2021 regular season of high school football. Sports Saturday being brought to you by Universal Forest Products. Be more than just an employee. Be a part of the family at UFP. Black Rock Trucks and Equipment. 109 Fireman's Road from roof to rubber, bumper to bumper. They can uplift your ride. Daywalt and Lango, when the action's heated up on the field, don't forget to stop by and check out the great line of Harmon and Heat and Glow pellet stoves and fireplaces to heat up your home this winter and or fall and winter season. Phoenix Physical Therapy, life is about motion and, well, injuries are just a part of life. They'll help you to recover, recharge, and rise. It's Phoenix Physical Therapy in Frackville, Pottsville, Orgsburg, also out there in uh, Pine Grove and Gratz. Lehigh Valley Health Network, your health deserves a partner. Rotet Motors, take it from Jay-Z, the morning man here on WPPA. Your best bet is Rotet. Stop by and check out their awesome selection of pre-owned used vehicles and also new Ford vehicles. The hot new Bronco looking pretty sharp. And DBR Industrial Solutions. Nothing gives the shine like when you walk into your garage and see that beautiful epoxy floor when you open that door. Good morning, John Powers, and welcome to Sports Saturday. It's great to have you along here with me today. Is uh been doing some uh, pinch hitting around and uh, bringing in different guests week after week. And, uh, well, it was your turn. Next man up. No. Next man up. I've heard it everywhere. <laughs> Next man up. We got to do what we got to do to make sure people get to hear about their kids. That's the most important part. Yeah, most important part. But uh, you want to run through last night's action? Absolutely. Pottsville returns with a big victory, 35-7 over Saucon Valley. North Schuylkill rolls along, beating Jim Thorpe, 28-7. Wilson Area, 42. Lee Heighton, 21. Tri-Valley on a roll. They roll over Pine Grove, 34 to nothing. Hamburg shuts out Monoy Area, 21-0. Tadasakwa, 42. Marion, 6. Conwell Egan has a big win over Nativity BVM, 42-3. Palmerton spoils Panther Valley's opening game, 41-0. In an emotion-filled game last night, Williams Valley... Has a big victory over Schuylkillhaven, 38-8. Mount Carmel beat Shikalemi, 28-6. Upper Dauphin, 22. Trinity, 14. A uh, couple changes today. Sealings Grove will be at Shemokin at 1 o'clock. Minersville will travel to Shenandoah Valley tomorrow for a 5 o'clock game. The Banger at Blue Mountain game will be Monday at 6 o'clock, and Northern Lehigh will be at Tamaqua on Monday at 7 p.m. as the schedules continue to change due to uh, unforeseen circumstances. No, it's foreseen circumstances, and uh, we keep our fingers crossed 
week to week that we'll be yep. able to continue. John, uh, you mean you talk about the uh, uh, schedule changing? We got to announce we have a schedule change here for next uh, week. Uh, we will not have Ponsal at Blue Mountain on Friday, as uh, previously advertised. That game being moved till Saturday at twelve noon. Saturday twelve noon, Ponsal will travel to Blue Mountain as uh, Blue will play on Monday with Banger, and uh, they asked Ponsal to move the game. Uh, to Monday, Potsil, or until Saturday at mm-hmm. 12 noon, Pottsville obliged. And uh, both of those will meet up in a big uh, rivalry game in the Battle of 61. It is next Saturday at 12 noon, not Friday night at 7 p.m. If you have your handy-dandy A106 T102 football guide out. And, uh, you know, next week we're going to uh, St. Clair, buddy. Yes, yes. You and I'll be in St. Clair. Your old, your old stomping ground. My, I, no, oh, no, no. Yeah, you went to Nativity. Yes, but we didn't play there in those oh, days. Oh, all right. Played at the Potsdam Stadium. Wow, nice. Back in the day. Back in the day. Back so? in the day. And uh be a busy weekend. We'll be doing between oh, the two a, stations, a three games, Friday. Yeah. We'll have one Saturday at noon, and then... Saturday night also. We're going so, for the uh, uh, annual uh, Saturday night festivities down in uh, Pine Grove. That's as, an, uh, always a dandy night. Yeah. Great community, and uh, it's a great night of football there. Unusual, uh, not uh, one of the usual suspects, but uh, we'll talk about that later. Let's talk about the action last night. Let's start here in the city of Pottsville as uh, the Crimson Tide, as you said, got back on the right side of things, knocking off Saucon Valley 35-7 last night. And uh, it seemed like they had a balanced attack on the offense last night that uh, keeps them uh, rolling along as... uh, Trevante Davis, 13 rushes, 202 yards, and uh, the Tide uh, now moving to 2-1, 1-0 in that uh, Schuylkill Colonial Cooperative Play Scheduling uh, Agreement uh, section. Yeah, and and it was balanced when you look. Uh, 457 total yards is a dandy, but 143 coming through the air. Uh, Carbello Snowell, 10 for 18, no interceptions. He had an except, exceptional game. And the law firm of Davis and Dunn <laughs> ran for a total of 265 yards between those two. Gentlemen with uh, Davis, Trevante Davis, rolling up 202 of those yards. But uh, formidable last night. Again, again, a team that most people aren't very familiar with from the the Valley, Saucon Valley in this case, but uh, a big win for Potzel coming back after a tough loss last week to uh, a, a loaded Wyomissing team. Yeah, the, the number team, th- uh, the, the number three team in the state in AAA uh, last week, uh, Wyomissing Spartans. But the, you look at it, the Rafe DeCello again goes five for five with extra point attempts uh, for the uh, Crimson Tide. Uh, 20. It seems like a total domination offensively by the Tide last night. They get 20 first downs compared to 9 just by Saucon Valley. 
Uh, as you uh, look at the uh, numbers, Sock and Valley, 34 totes for 133 yards, uh, 6 of 17 passing, 1 interception for 72 yards. Total yards of offense last night for Sock and Valley, 205. They dropped the ball six times and lost it twice and uh, were penalized five times for uh, 55 yards. The Crimson Tide, John, 21st downs, 40 uh, rushes for 314 yards. So the ground control or the clock control was uh, in the uh, Coach McGoey's hands, 10 of 18 passing, 143 yards for the 457 total, as you talked about, five penalties for 50 yards. Individually, Saucon Valley, Garcia, 10 rushes, 97 yards. Mahafferty, uh, 17 for 31. Bukowski, 3 for 15. Uh, Feisenmayer, uh, 2 for 5. And Kersetz, uh 1 for 3. For Potzel, uh, Trevante Davis, we talked about his 202 on 13 carries. You know how many that is on average, John? A lot. <laughs> Dunn, Over 10 eight. for 63. Yeah. <laughs> DeSello, 2 for 21. Snowell, uh, 10 for 14. Sheridan, 2 for 7. Mole, 1 for 5. Parrish McFarland, 1 for 2 yesterday. And uh, Carabella Snowell, uh, the only quarterback seeing action. You had Shimko in there for uh, Sock and Valley. Attempt one pass that goes incomplete. Receiving yesterday for Sock and Valley. Garcia, 2 for 33. Magnata, 2 for 30. Cords, 1 for 8. Potzel's uh, Rafe DeSello reels in six passes for 95 yards. Uh, Dunn is uh, 2 for 11. Chase Adamick is uh, 1 for 26. And... Uh, Mr. George uh, is one for 11. And T.J. Allen gets an interception last night for the Crimson Tide, who uh, I said moved the 2-1 and one and 1-0 one and oh in that Colonial Schuylkill League cooperative uh, play. And uh, the Tide, uh, I mean, you talk to uh, Coach McGowey, and he'll tell you we want to be balanced, you know what I mean, and, and we want to be able to control the clock, and uh, that's uh, one of the things they were able to do last night successfully. Sure, and as a team, averaging almost eight yards a carry, which opens up that passing game, and uh, Carabello Snowell coming along, and he's finding Rafe DeCello. Rafe DeCello runs very sharp, very uh, detailed routes and gets open. He he just does. And when he gets the ball, the kid's got moves. I mean, we've seen that. So he has really emerged as a premier receiver, and it, it opens it up. And when you can run for eight yards on every carry, it certainly opens up the passing game also, and Potzel took advantage of that big time last night. Nope. Oh, inadvertent whistle. Sorry about that. Inadvertent. Oh, wait, I can't wait to talk to Tim. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Oh, we have uh, to But, yeah, have Potzel back on track, and uh, and it, it's good. They moved the game. Potzel is agreeable to move the game next week, or this coming week, till Saturday at noontime down there at Blue, and that's a big day, Armed Forces Day, and uh, – Hall of Fame day, people are going in down there at Blue Mountain. Saturday afternoon, what better to do than to go see high school football at Blue Mountain, noontime start. Well, John, uh, we'll carry on here as we look uh, to the uh, north, and uh, we take a travel up to the Bears' Den. That's where the Eagle or the Hawks of uh, ha- Hamburg were in town to take on the Golden Bears, and it seems like uh, Tristan Bear uh, was uh, running about the field last night and uh, not the Golden Bears. Uh, no. <laughs> They're off to a tough start. Monterey is still looking for their first score of the season. They did have one called... Back last night, uh, 
But when when you talk to Coach uh, Paul Babinski, he's talking about you know we just, we got to keep plugging. Uh, that's the line. You got to keep plugging. You got to keep working at it. But a very tough night for Monoy. Leading rusher was McGroarty, 28 carries for 71 yards. On the other side, Ruiz for Hamburg, 12 carries for 95 yards. And a, a touchdown, Bear, 11 carries, 28 yards and a touchdown. Passing, Menapace, 5 for 9 for 55 yards for Hamburg. Hamburg. McGroarty, 2 for 4 for 52 yards. Manley attempted one, receiving Hamburg, McFarland, 2 for 16. Ruiz, 1 for 29. Bear, 2 for 10. Money area, Burke had 1 for 40. And Cuff had 1 for 12. So uh, the Bears just got to get back on track. Offensively, they're not doing a bad job. Defensively, you got to put a, a whole bunch more points on the scoreboard to come out with the win. Yeah, and uh, you know, I mean, Monet area will try to write the ship next Friday night on our broadcast on uh, T102, the high school football game of the week, as they come down to take on the green wave of nativity. And uh, we'll uh, have that game starting right around uh, 6.40, 45-ish uh, uh, from St. Clair's Veteran Memorial Stadium. And uh, that will be on our sister station, T-102, next Friday night. You look at Mono area, I mean, and uh, they run that uh, option, John, that triple option. And uh, things uh, uh, need a lot of work sometimes. And you got a lot of young kids who uh, sometimes, you know, I mean, just need a few weeks to start to gel and, and, and to start getting the, the thing to operate well. And, and that's a big part of it. There's going to be a lot of curveballs this year. We saw it last night. One of the players, top players for Schuylkill Haven, was not available to play last night. And we're seeing it not only with individuals, but with teams. You know, Panther Valley finally got a chance to play football last night. But we're seeing it all throughout, and it seems to be more prevalent in the Lehigh Valley, where teams are not able to play because they have to look at uh, situations that come up with COVID and keeping kids safe. And at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. It's not the football game. Keep our kids safe. And they got to find a way to do it. And unfortunately, it really throws a wrench, uh, especially with the smaller schools who aren't as deep number-wise as some of the big schools. So uh, a lot of teams struggling here, and a lot of young players. We saw a lot of young kids last night. Yeah, we did see a lot of the young kids, the youth movement, uh, alive and well in uh, both of the schools of Williams Valley and Schuylkill Haven. We got, uh, I already previewed next week's game on T102 being Mono Area Nativity. Let's see what Nativity did last night. Conwell Egan in St. Clair, and Nativity falls 40-3 to last night. Cody Miller converted on a 25-yard field goal for Nativity's lone score. Dante Morris scored two touchdowns for Ia Conwell Egan, one on a one-yard rush, another for 25 yards. Total of six touchdowns on the evening last night by Conwell Egan. Their running offense was uh, on the uh, mark with 406 yards, John. Impressive. Impressive. Uh, When Pat Mason talked about it, he said, wow, that is just a loaded team. Nativity will have to reload for this week, but uh, a great football team. He mentioned they made some mistakes. But, and I love this attitude, Pat said, you know what? Season gets going next week. 
Now we get into Schuylkill Colonial or Schuylkill. Yeah, they're all just the different Schuylkill, names. Think, yeah, they're yeah. just Schuylkill now. But that that's what they're they're in, and that's what he's aiming for. But when you talked about majors from Conwell Egan, 181 yards, five carries, that five mean, carries over 30 yards, carry, 35 yards a carry. I mean, this is so impressive. And his running mate, Morris, three carries for 78. These are incredible numbers. Spolsky came up big. Stephen for Nativity, seven carries for 42 yards. Miller, Cody Miller, only scored a game, kicked a field goal, or only scored a game for Nativity. Kicked a field goal, was nine for 19, passing 101 yards. And Walborn having a great year, five catches, 53 yards. Spolsky had five for 27 yards. So tough, a tough outing last night against a loaded-up team from Conwell Egan, but uh, the Green Wave will be back. Yeah, and we'll have them uh, next Friday night. Uh, North Schuylkill uh, traveled, uh, actually stayed at home uh, in beautiful downtown Fountain Springs to take on the Olympians of Jim Thorpe. This has had become sort of a rivalry game uh, between North Schuylkill and Jim Thorpe in Class 3A of District 11, also in the Schuylkill League, now the Schuylkill Colonial Cooperative. And, um, well, let's see how Wally did against uh, Mark Rosenberger. Well, they came up big again, 28-7, and no surprise. Josh Shawanski, 22 carries, 262 yards. Uh, touchdown runs, first half of 75 and 69. I mean, uh, this kid does it all. Shawanski is a ma- Josh Shawanski is a machine. I'll tell you what. He's a machine. Saturday after uh, I got done here at the radio station after Sports Saturday last week, I took a ride home, and uh, I had to head to Ashland. Josh Chwanski was cleaning up Spartan Stadium for Saturday morning. No surprise. Over the years, uh, Wally's Wally Hall's kids have stepped up in a lot of community things, a lot of community things. That goes so far beyond just the wins, losses, and all that, uh, individual stuff. His kids contribute far, far beyond just the football field. I I lost you. I lost my... uh, I'm I'm right here. Okay, I lost my Uh, hearing. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. My, My headphones went dead but uh, when you look at Chawanski just eight carries uh, in the first half for 156 yards that's unreal that's a lot of yards John yeah, almost uh, 20. 20 yards a carry yeah. again we saw some numbers last night from a lot of games that are staggering numbers when you look at average per carry yeah and then we uh, you know last week we had uh, the ball game against uh, um Blue Mountain. Blue Mountain. Mm-hmm. And Jake Hall went down with a concussion. Uh, he comes back last night uh, showing no ill effects, completes 11 for 220 yards, including an 84 yard pitch and catch to Josh Brown in the first half. Actually, Carl Brown in the first half. Uh, he also connected with Joey Flail on a 27-yard scoring toss. Uh, Keegan Curry had uh, two interceptions for the Spartans, while Noah Roshak's pick and 33-yard return in the first period set up a touchdown for Jim Thorpe, scored by Cameron Tinajero on a five-yard pass from Brett Balliot. 
Uh, so uh, you look inside these numbers uh, rushing last night for the Olympians. Tinajero eight for twenty one. Capria is uh, eleven for seventeen. Nordskugel's Josh Schwanski led the way of all rushers twenty two for two sixty two and two touchdowns. You look at the passing. Uh, Balliot uh, twelve of thirty two and two interceptions for one hundred sixty five yards and a TD. Nordskugel's uh, Jay Call eleven of twenty six one interception two hundred twenty yards through the air for two touchdowns. Uh, reeling them in last night for uh, Jim Thorpe. Fisher, uh, 4 for 65. Tinajero, 4 for 26 and a TD. Nordskugel's Flail, 6 for 56 and a touchdown. Brown, 2 for 132 yards and a touchdown. And a whole bevy of other receivers touched the football because that between Flail and Brown is only 8 of um, 11, so three other uh, receptions made by other players by the Spartans last night. And, you know, North Schuylkill uh, seems to be on a little bit of a roll, JP. And, Absolutely. Uh, Wouldn't he get two catches for 132 yards, 66 yards per reception? And Jay Call got his bell rung <clears throat> last week, was able to come back. And well, I'll tell you, he's a real deal. And when he delivers a ball, it, it, it's a perfect spiral. He leads kids as good as anybody I've seen in the last couple of years, and that opens him up for that that open field running man. Yeah, he does do a, one heck of a job uh, getting uh, that football delivered to uh, the open uh, receiver. And you know, we were talking about it last week a little bit, but uh, the off season, Jake Hall put on a little bit of uh, weight, and we're not talking about eating uh, one too many uh, dips of ice cream or anything like that. He put on some muscle. They, these kids have been in the weight room. That That's the key. <clears throat> many years ago when people said, you got to be careful, you can't get muscle-bound. Let me tell you something, muscle-bound wins the game anymore. These kids, but they do it right. It's not only the lifting, it's the running, it's the, the diet, everything plays into it and they, these athletes today on the high school level actually they rival some of the college teams from 40 years ago size speed and uh technique everything's there college teams from 50 years ago oh sure okay back was, in the day I, I, I was getting a little worried the old people don't like to hear that when i tell them that the jv teams of today would beat the uh high school Varsity teams of 20 years ago, they get mad at me. Come 30. on, John. Sure, they would. Come on. Bigger, stronger, faster, uh, more complex game. Yeah. yeah. Faster game. Absolutely. Much faster, faster game than much what it more, was. Much more complex. Yeah. Uh, honestly, <clears throat> when you talk to coaches, and I don't care if it's football or basketball, uh, even baseball, there's so many differences now. There's so many differences that come into play. And, uh, you know, those teams were the best of their day, and that's how I compare them. They were the best of their day. I don't compare them to today's teams. Very different. Well, I mean, and sooner or later, John, in 20 years, somebody will be sitting here on a, on a Saturday morning, hopefully, carrying on this tradition, and they'll be saying, hey, during the, the 20 years ago, during the Powers Benishuna's comments of 9-11 of 2021, the game has changed. Absolutely. The game and that they talked about. Everything in life changes. <clears throat> ran into a old fellow the other day around my age, and he said, do you remember the good old days, JP? I said, well, I know they were old, and some of them were good, 
but they weren't all good. Uh, you know, don't lose your memory about some of the tough times you had. But that it's the nature of the beast, Eddie. It's like trying to compare uh, the baseball players of today, uh, especially pitchers with pitchers from years ago. Guys were pit, play, pitching mm, 25 complete games in a year, mm-hmm. 30 complete games. Now, if you get two People are cheering and talking about how good they are, but the game changes. So you you can't compare generations. That's just my personal opinion. It is not the opinion of WPPA or its affiliates. It's just me. <laughs> <laughs> or its uh, broadcast partners. Or, or its broadcast <laughs> yeah, partner I mean, or partners. Yeah, I just want to – yeah, I mean, no, I, I have to uh, sort of agree with you, John. And, yeah, I mean, a lot of people get lost in that and say, well, you know, football is still football. Yeah, it's still football, but, you know, the X's and the O's just aren't matching up like they did with the no. Jimmy and the Joes back in the day. I mean, things are way different. The, the game has evolved. And I think, I mean, when you look at it, you've seen this happen uh, where, um, you know, you had uh, historically great coaches. And I'm going to use one here to the west of us, uh, about 90-some miles. Okay, he wore some khaki pants and black sneakers on a uh, uh, on a Saturday afternoon as he roamed the sidelines with his thick Coke bottle glasses. And, uh, you know, uh, sooner or later, I mean, people would always say, well, here we go, another run up the middle. 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 Well, that was the game at one point. Absolutely. And then the game started to get uh, really evolve uh, at one point, uh, and it's still evolving, but maybe not at the rapid pace that it did back in the uh, early uh, turn of the 2000s. I mean, Mm -hmm. the game started to evolve and evolve and evolve, and uh, some people were left behind. Sure, and and you... I don't know if you remember as far back, but when teams started running, they go, oh, they're running something called a wishbone. <laughs> and everybody was like, oh, it's new, it's innovative. And somebody else was running a wildcat. And and now it's a regular part of the game, and it's progressed to the point where you see these wide-open offenses. And, you know, I give a shout-out <clears throat> to Wally Hall. Wally Hall has made this part and parcel of the North Schuylkill program, when you look at the balance of North Schuylkill and how many different looks they show you in, in so many games and how it's all up-tempo, it's all up-tempo, that simply wasn't a part of the game years ago. It wasn't, and now defenses have to adapt to that, that up-tempo uh, as far as getting kids in and out, it's it's a very different game, and we just have to accept it for that. John, uh, down uh, mm-hmm. to the uh, south, we're going uh, and and west. We're going uh, next Saturday night to Pine Grove, and uh, Pine Grove last night had a game against uh, Tri Valley, and uh, they fall up short as the Bulldogs come in and uh, take them thirty four to nothing. And uh, last night, uh, Jonas McGrath, 10 of 16 for 219 yards uh, on three touchdowns uh, last night for McGrath. Rushing the ball, he carried the ball four times for three yards. But the leading carrier is Mr. Murray, uh, 18 carries for 98 yards and a touchdown. Jay Olano, he has uh, two for 13 and a score. You have uh, Jacob Scheib, 12 carries for 72 yards. Uh, Mr. Tobin, one for 20. 20 last night. 
That's a good uh, average to have uh, 20 yards a carry, right? <laughs> He, he don't uh, carry no more. Not I, not too bad. I averaged twenty yards of carry in high school. <laughs> Carried the ball once. <laughs> Receiving last night from uh, McGrath. It's uh, leading the way. Last night was uh, Yoder, five catches for one hundred and nine yards and a score. Murray one catch for sixteen yards and a score. Tidsworth uh, three for eighty one and a score. And Warts gets it done last night with a catch for thirteen yards last night. Uh, uh, just running through some of these things. Thank God somebody actually uses Max Preps. Uh, I'm not sure if it was uh, uh, Tri Valley that loaded this in, or, or was mm-hmm. it somebody else? But uh, McGrath in total yards last night: 222, 219 through the air, three on the ground. Uh, Murray 114 total yards of offense last night. He produced uh, 98 on the ground, 16 through the air. Yoder all 109 of his coming through the uh, air last night. And uh, leading the way in tackles last night was. Mr. Riho, uh, he leads the way with uh, four uh, solos, three assisted tackles yesterday. They did get uh, two sacks, one from Yoder and one from Scheib. The uh, defense got a uh, two interceptions from Miller and Wartz last night and a fumble recovery by uh, Crow. And uh, just looking at some of the other things here, uh, that uh, seems to be uh, the whole big deal there. But uh, sooner or later, they're going to be playing uh, a song out there uh, that's uh, pretty familiar. Who let the dogs out? Because, man, the dogs are on leash this year. And Jeff Sanson has them playing some good football. You're telling me. And, uh, you know, you always talk about I look for it always, Williams Valley and Tri-Valley, that game. And, boy, week to week now, you're looking going – this thing is just building. And I want to just 10, make John. A, a point here, too. Uh, a lot of people in a lot of industries are thinned out, let's just say, this year and last year. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to the Republican. I have always counted on Leroy Boyer and his staff to be up to date. They're spread a little thin, too, with their reporting. They don't have as many guys out there. <clears throat> covering games so please be patient they do a great job in reporting on like last night two big games but they also had people out and by the next day by tomorrow you or monday you'll see more of the individual statistics and so on but i give them a shout out they still do a great job in getting the news out there on games with a with a smaller staff, yeah, it, it's not easy. And then I mean, people may be, oh well, you know, blah, 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 this or that and that and this. I mean, well, you know, throw yourself into it. Yeah, I mean, go out, do a game, hit a press deadline. Uh, their press deadline was uh, moved up at one point. I'm not sure if they moved it back a little Ooh. bit. Hit the deadline and give everything that you want in that article. And uh, hey, then come and talk to them or, or, or exactly. run. Run. I mean, and, and you know, say this or that. What you want to say it is not an easy road for those individuals you know to get pitchers and get them uh, ready and you know you pick out the greatest pitchers of i mean hundreds uh that they take during a a, mm-hmm. a game and i mean a lot of times the photogs are running from game to game uh they may do two or three games in a, in a uh, night absolutely uh, so give them credit it's so easy to say oh i didn't see that game in a paper it'll be there i can guarantee you that because Eddie, you know me. I use them for all my <laughs> stats for the last 40 years. And if it takes another day, 
it takes another day. But it'll be there, and you'll get to see those individual statistics. But again, shout out to Leroy and his staff. Someday we ought to get some type of multimedia or some type of production done up on you. And the behind-the-scenes look with John Powers, just so people could understand. Well, it is frightening, but it, it, oh, it would you be amazing. during a game. During a game, John. <laughs> I mean, the work that you do and put in to highlight these kids. I mean, and people don't understand it. He has three papers going at once. Uh, I'm not sure what he's got. He's got like four different color pens. I think there's a green, a blue, a red. And is there another color? I'm not talking about my pens. Chaz busts my cakes all the time. Now, Eddie's busting my no, cakes I'm about not. my I'm, pens. No, I'm not. I'm just an... It, it, I'm a gel a, guy. Enamorated. I'm a gel guy. That's all. It's just... Uh, it, it's it's like... I don't I'm know how to use a computer, so I... I yeah, I developed it over the years, and uh, anybody who looks, they just shake their head. But you know what? Yeah, and I do it, because I, I like to give as much shout-out to every kid possible. Uh, you know, last night, I'm going to give a, a shout-out again. Shane Pothering. Inadvertent. gave him the... Flexible play of the game. He was on the losing side, but he made such an athletic yep. interception last night. And he probably would get lost in an article. He probably would get lost in an article. Yep. But when you're there and are able to do this, uh, yeah, that's what we do it for. We do it for kids. Let's talk about where you were, John. You and I, we are out in uh, in between the pines, uh, the traditional Williams Valley uh, Vikings football, and uh, we took in the uh, Vikings as they dismantled the Hurricanes 38-8. It was almost like the hurricane was churning out in the uh, ocean and then just hit land. It was... A domination. And let's just be honest. It, it was from the get-go. And uh, we'll talk to Tim in a little bit, but... There were some interesting calls. There were some interesting events during the game that that we witnessed, and uh, it's always an emotional game. It's it's always an emotional game. Inadvertent whistle. Uh, it's always. We'll get to that in a minute, but it it's always an emotional game between two very good programs. There were some oddities last night, but at the end of the night, Tim Savage's kids got fired up big time. I mean, they came out, scored two touchdowns on only eight plays, jumped out 12 nothing. But there was a play later in the game that I thought just ignited those kids. And when we get to the stats of that game, the domination was incredible. <laughs> Well, I thought it was going to be a whistle, but obviously it wasn't a whistle that I thought it was. But, yeah, it was total domination last night. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the sad part about it is is Schuylkill Haven has a very good ball club. Absolutely. They're they, young. They're and, young, but they, you just couldn't get, they just couldn't get things going. In, in, uh, I mean, they'd have a good play, and they just couldn't string those good plays, positive things together uh, enough to uh, find the end zone as much as they, they would like to. But, you know, I mean, they did not. They did not give up at any point. Oh, they play hard, you know, and I, I gave shout-outs to Aiden Myers. That kid worked so hard both sides of the ball, but they, they didn't have Gehring with them. One of their leading rushers, uh, Richie, took a heck of a hit and went out. The quarterback uh, went out, and that took away the, any chance of a passing game that Mike had talked about. But they made do. They played hard right up until the end. But 
the defensive line and the linebackers and the uh, secondary of Williams Valley played as well as a unit as I've seen teams in a couple years, uh, holding Schuylkill Haven to just five first downs. And if I remember correctly, one of those came on a penalty. So uh, that's pretty dominating. 25 carries for 135 yards for the Hurricanes, uh, passing one of eight last night by Travis Ritchie in one interception. Six yards uh, through the air, 141 total for the uh, offensive uh, production for the Hurricanes. They dropped the ball twice but did not give it up at all, and they were penalized 11 times for 94 yards. Williams Valley, 21 first downs, 35 carries of the Rock for 241 yards, 7 to 13, and a interception for Isaac Whiteash, uh, 149 yards through the air. 390 total offensive production for the Vikings. Uh, they dropped the ball and lost it once and were penalized three times for 35 yards. Look inside the individual numbers a little bit. Logan Carl, 2 for 54 last night. Myers, uh, 12 for 41. Fitzpatrick, 6 for 19. Clouser two for 19, and Kreiser one for two. Williams Valley, Achenbach, 17 carries, 165 yards. He was slicing them and dicing them last night, John. Almost 10 yards a carry. Pretty good at that. Did that in You're my head. you better with the math, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Uh, the Green, six for 32. Gage Miller, three for 28. Krozanowski, uh, eight for 22. Passing, uh, we talked about those. Carl, uh, 0 for 1 last night uh, uh, for the Hurricanes. Foshnot uh, attempted a pass and did not complete it. White Ash uh, was 7 to 13 for one interception and 149 yards. Receiving Clouser, that lone reception for the Hurricanes uh, for six yards. Williams Valley's Evans, two for 52 Achenbach, one for 48. Cole, one for 25. A heck of a grab in the back of the end zone. Wolfgang, two for tw- uh, 17. And Cresswell, uh, one for 14. Interceptions last night for Hurricanes. You talked about Shane Pothering and the uh, uplifting play he had, or a flexible play of the ball game. And Williams Valley's uh, Evans uh, intercepts one last night for the Vikings. And uh, John, uh, I'm going to take a break. Yeah, and we'll get our buddy Tim on. We'll get and Timmy. He's, and Tim is so timid when he talks. Oh, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. very laid back, Tim Savage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you haven't been on a show lately. <laughs> you haven't talked to him. You must be thinking of some other Tim. <laughs> because Tim Savage is on the way next, the head Viking, the leader of the Nordic Invaders. It's Tim Savage joining us on Sports Saturday. Don't forget the WPPA app available on the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. If you missed the show, we're at podcasts. Check us out on your favorite podcast platform. It's WPPA Sports Saturday. At UFP Gordon, we work hard and play hard. At the end of the day, we're not just co-workers, we're more like family. UFP Gordon is growing, and if you would like to join this team and family, we want to take a look at you. We have mill positions open, lumber stacking, and openings in the truss and pallet departments, and general labor. You must be hardworking, have a valid ID, and be at least 18. Check us out online at UFPI.com careers. The pay is great, the benefits are tremendous, and joining our team is like joining our family. UFP Gordon, a proud supporter of Coal Region Football. 
Hey guys, John from Black Rock Trucks and Equipment here up here at 109 Fireman's Road in Frackville. Wanted to take a quick minute and wish everybody a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. 2020 has been hard on everybody. I want to thank everybody for all the support that they've given us with the fundraisers that we did up here at our location and all the support that everybody has given us here from all of our local communities. Hopefully 2021 will be a much better year for everybody. I know if we all stick together and help each other, we can make it through Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Don't be frosty in your home this fall and winter. Daywald and Langle in Friedensburg, the Harmon Stove and Heat and Glow Pellet and Gas Fireplace experts are here to help. Check out one of the many models on display at Daywald and Langle. Feel the heat. See the beauty of a Harmon or Heat and Glow Stove or Fireplace in operation. Check out the savings today. Daywald and Langle, Road 443 West Friedensburg, 570-739-2100. Online at daywaldandlangle.com. The moment you walk into the emergency room at Lehigh Valley Hospital, Schuylkill, you'll experience the difference. And now, we are an American College of Cardiology chest pain center and an accredited primary stroke center. Better care starts at the front door of our full-service hospital with a compassionate, professional staff who provide the highest level of care to our community. Lehigh Valley Hospital, Schuylkill. A new Ford is in your future at the award-winning Rotet Motors Tamaqua. There's a lot of excitement with the new Ford Bronco, and Rotet can deliver. A 2021 Bronco Sport price starting at $27,000, or a 2021 Bronco full-size starting at just $35,000. And Rotet Motors is taking orders for the all-new 2022 Ford Maverick pickup truck. It's a real looker and available in either gas or hybrid models. Most 2021 final orders are due within two weeks, and you'll get top dollar for your trade. Rotet Motors is ready to deal, serving the area for over 70 years. Hey, take it from me, Jay-Z. Your best bet is Rotet. Greenwood Street in Tamaqua. With the new WPPARadio.com, you don't have to miss out on our local sports broadcasts. If you missed the game, it's okay. If you want to go back to relive the thrill of victory or agony of defeat, don't fret, as we've got you covered. Log on to WPPARadio.com and click the Sports tab. Under the broadcast schedule, click Baseball and Softball Coverage, and the player will appear. All you have to do is click Play or select the game you want to hear from the list. It's that easy. You can even download the game to save and listen to later. The all-new WPPARadio.com, making life simple one click at a time. Welcome back, Sports Saturday. Don't forget, coming up to uh, 2 o'clock this afternoon, it's Penn State tailgate. Is Penn State hosting Ball State. 107,000 of their best friends will fill Beaver Stadium today to welcome the Lions home for 2021. And about uh, 4,000 of his friends joined him last night. It was a packed house at Williams Valley in between the pines and Timmy Savage joining us this morning, the head coach of the Williams Valley Vikings. And, uh, Tim, you get a big win last night against a formidable opponent. Yeah, yeah, we played really well. It's the first time this season I was proud of my team. Like, we struggled in a couple different areas throughout the first two weeks and made some mistakes. And, uh, you know, last night, I, there's not a whole lot to complain about. The kids came out. We got a bunch of guys banged up that, two-way guys that are missing from the starting lineup and we just got to got to pick them up and rally around those guys and uh everyone played really 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 well so i was just overall very very happy with them you know going at the game last night tim i said during the pregame anybody who came to see an air show here tonight i doubt (laughs) if you're gonna see it these are two teams that love to run the ball i have to tell you 
I am so impressed with your diversity at, at this point, Tim. The White Ash kid looked great. Your kids run some of the best routes I've seen. And uh, you really sent a message around the area. They're going to have to be ready for a lot more than just uh, a ground game. Yeah, coming in the last night, Isaac was just struggling. And, like, I mean, not even just the first two weeks, but, like, all summer long, just like, uh, again, like, I don't know what you would like to call it, but he just doesn't get the ball out as fast as he needs to. Like, have like an anxiety disorder. Like, do I throw it? Do I not throw it? Like, mm-hmm. second guess himself. And I got these two receivers that are just super athletic with great heights that were just, I was getting nothing from them. Like, their routes were not the way we've run routes in the past. They weren't as crisp. They weren't full speed. Like, and so this whole past week, it was, baby Alex along, I'm sorry, Isaac along, and just keep supporting him, supporting him, supporting him. And then for the two receivers, it was just straight hateful the whole week. Like, they got to start doing something for us. They have too much athleticism not to. And uh, the last night, it just all came together. Like, those guys really put time into the route running this week, and, and effort was mainly what we needed to get out of them. They both ran great routes in times when Isaac was throwing the ball to Brady Hunter was open as well. Like it wasn't just like he had to throw one way or another. Both guys are working themselves open, and uh, maybe just seeing the ball go downfield a little bit. Maybe Isaac just started to uh, loosen up and just start to develop some confidence. Because up until this point, I think our longest pass play from scrimmage was like eight yards mm-hmm. until last night. Well, so, I, I was uh, impressed with your kids coming back in. Uh, Wolfgang looking at numbers uh, going into last night's game. He just didn't have many catches, but you saw your kids going back into the huddle, and you could see them talking to Isaac, saying, I'm open on this one. You know, if you need a secondary or even a primary receiver, some of your kids were so wide open, they got back in there, talked to Isaac, and the next thing, you know, the big pass to Achenbach. He had been wide open game the play before that, and bingo, bango, you get a touchdown out of it. Yeah, I mean, it's just going into last night, it was literally maybe somewhere between like 86 to 90% of our total offense was Alex, and it's just not Mm -hmm. acceptable. I mean, we've never been that way. I know there's programs out there that can ride a workhorse all the way through into the state playoffs. I've never done that. Like, we've got to have more than one option, and uh, for many reasons, just the Mm -hmm. diversity of the offense is harder to defend, and also. It's just too many hits on one killer. They can't just keep giving Alex 30 carries. So all week long, just very, very miserable, just very grumpy with the kids, just telling them someone else needs to step up and start taking some of this workload. And, uh, you know, it, it panned out. Like we got the two two receivers stepped up and did well, and then I have a freshman tight end that is just kind of like progressing along with little a smaller version of our pattern tree. Like he's just running like shallow intermediate stuff. I haven't mm-hmm. let him uncork anything downfield, but it's coming. I mean, he's getting better each week. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it was nice to see everyone wants to know last night talking, like what was the difference? Like you guys look like you have in the past. I'm like, it's real simple. Isaac just showed up and played mm-hmm. well at the quarterback spot. That's the only thing different. The, we only ran four formations. We ran predominantly the same rushing attack we've had the first three weeks why that looked to be such a good game for us and why it was entertaining and why people were 
you know, getting getting off their feet, cheering and carrying on is because there was just more of a flow in the passing game, and it just looks like a better football team. Timmy, do you think this is a, a thing that you look at and say, hey, it's the natural progression. We're in week three. We're moving on to week number four. We're starting to gel. I'm really, really hopeful. Uh, I was talking to the kids last night, and everyone's like, you know, I really think uh, Isaac's going to be solid going, you know, here forward. And I'm like, well, you know, it's I'm his biggest fan and his biggest supporter. Also, very harsh and critical of him too. And like, we have a great relationship, but he needs to uh, he needs to play like he did last night in order for us to continue to beat good teams. I mean, it's. Uh, that was the best we played all week, and and Haven, you know, they may have been one of the better teams that we faced so far this year, and it just looked like we had our way simply because of his performance and what he's been able to do. Uh, it just opened up so much for everyone else, you know, for Tanning, especially Alex. When you sit down and you try to run against nine guys in the box all the time, even with the returning starting offensive line that I'm really happy and proud of, it's tough sledding. And I call, and coming in, I mean, there's been teams where Coach Farr has been like 500 and had like a mediocre season. They're never giving up much on the ground. Those kids there have always been very tough and stout against the run and interior. There's always strong kids. They're tough kids. You know, a lot of times if you look back in the past when Haven's lost four or five games in a season, there's been a lot of balls in the air that have beat them. No one really runs on them very well. And so the challenge was, like, coming in, okay, we're throwing the ball terrible. Haven's always been stout against the run. Like, this is going to be a battle all the way through. And, uh, you know, he just kept challenging Isaac all week throughout the practice week, and he definitely answered the, answered the bell and then some for me. Well, I, I got to tell you, defensively, Tim, uh, that first half, to hold them to about 30 total yards, three first downs, and one of those was on a penalty. And then you got a lot of kids in the game, and you didn't lose a lot. They had the one big run, but you only allowed five first downs in the game, three in the first half. But even with some of your second unit kids in there in the second half, they only gave up two first downs. It it was such a dominating performance in that one big run. You take that away and you held them to under 100 yards on the ground. Yeah, and, and we're all proud of that. Like, we uh, we scrapped it out with them, like, with the, the entire second and third units in there. Like, we, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they moved the ball on us, and they got the touchdown, and um, we got a couple of first downs. So it was nice to see the young kids battling. And, uh, you know, that's, that's why I feel the program's where it's at, is, like, the kids get in the game and they play, like, mm-hmm. you know, forever and a day now like if we get up a little bit and are fortunate enough to have a, have a good night going like i always get the young guys in and they can play all the jv games they want it doesn't even scratch the surface of what it's like playing on a friday night so those kids appreciate it they keep coming to practice they keep giving us a good scout team look they get they keep being, are excited about football and uh you know i think they played well last night the young guys absolutely tim very odd occurrence last night in the game and i've got to find out what exactly was the answer and i'm sure you got an explanation but a ball a play happened the ball was fumbled 
the ball was said to be yours, and then it was said to be Schuylkill Havens, and then the next thing you know, we line up again, first and ten from the original line of scrimmage, and it was like a mulligan on the football field? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a new guy on the staff over there, and, you know, Coach Barr, being a veteran, just worked him over. I mean, he got flags out of that guy all night long. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sure he's yelling, like, that's not a fumble, or he was down, or whatever, and so, you know, the, I get the apology from the head guys, like, hey, you know, my guy over there, you know, he's, it's like an inverting whistle here, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, inverting whistle, like, we're literally, we already broke the huddle to run a play, and now all of a sudden it's like, you said, it's like a mulligan. Like, well, it never happened. Like, you know, it's, it's inverting. It's just the play's never occurred. And I'm like, all right. So, I mean, it was confusing, you know, and it was just kind of irritating. And I'm just very thankful that the game wasn't, a one-score game with mm-hmm. some of the calls that were going on because, I mean, that could have been disastrous. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was clearly a fumble, and uh, I don't know. I guess I feel for the guys because I appreciate the fact that we were in such low numbers for uh, officials going mm-hmm. the past couple of seasons, but you, you still got to do better than that. I mean, but that's what yeah. occurred there. They, they, they came over and they ruled it was an inverted whistle. Yeah, we were talking uh, on the air, and I was like, hey, I mean, one of our sponsors on the broadcast is Hidden Valley Golf Course. I'm like, uh, this mulligan. Yeah, because I, I had never seen anything. And I said to John, I said, you know what? We have these uh, technologically advanced telephones. And I was trying to look up. I mean, if you a Google do-over. something, you know, you, you, you do a do over in football, nothing comes up. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Like I said, I'm just glad that it was a comfortable lead when it happened. Or that that could have, I could end up getting a 15 yarder on that one. <laughs> hey, and Tim, speaking of uh, penalties, and it's become, I think, the toughest call, the targeting call that was called last night. Uh, Chaz and I were lucky enough there were people sitting near us that were videotaping the game. And they showed us a replay. I, I can understand why you were questioning the call. Could you take us back to that one? Yeah, it's textbook, perfect tackle. Should I be applauded, so. not penalized. I mean, when the, when I watched it last night, I came back, built myself a campfire, kind of hanging out, you know, listening to the tunes, just waiting for the huddle account to get uploaded. And I just watched it over and over. And as they're as he's taking him to the ground, you can see Jackson's face. The kid's he's there playing him right in his chest. Yep, right. Mm-hmm. Chest and, and and his and his face mask is rolling right up through. Like there's there's never no crown whatsoever. Never. Yeah. And you know the bottom line is is you'll see it half a dozen times this today in college football. It's to the point now where any time. The fans ooh and ah and cheer a hit. Yeah. There just comes a flag. Good point. And again, and again, it's the guy on the sidelines. You yeah. know what I mean? So I'm just assuming, uh, and it's not at all begrudging because I would be doing the same thing, trying to help my team, but I'm sure the Schuylkill Haven staff is screaming, you know, targeting, or they're screaming, like, uh, you know, uh, unnecessary roughness or whatever, because that's another mm-hmm. one as they're huddling up. All of a sudden, there's a flag comes out. Yes, I mean, it was it's solid. Fifteen seconds after the hit, there's a flag. Yeah, we you were kind of confused. It's the same stuff, and it's like you know, I'm all for the safety of it all, and and like it's tough if you played football 
prior to like the mid 2000s like it can be frustrating with like the the lack of physicality and and and, and being penalized for doing what you've been taught to do your whole life mm-hmm. but there's certain circumstances where like you can't just continue to penalize good hits and and that's the thing like it's if you and Jackson's very fast and, and an athletic kid playing linebacker, so he's he's bringing a lot of velocity there. And like a lot of times when he's hitting somebody, and it it, it ends up being a collision, it it just looks a lot worse than if it was someone like my size. Like I can't generate enough speed, <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean, to like yeah. put a hit on no, like that's that. True. So that's true. you know, I don't know. It's just. I appreciate them trying to keep the kids safe, and that's first and foremost, and they should continue to do so. But you need to uh, you need to allow clean hits that may look a little violent because that's at the end of the day, it's football. Yeah, and, and Tim, I I did say on the air last night after the do over call when it <laughs> appeared that, that you recovered the fumble, and that I I saw a fury in your kids for the rest of the game. They just seemed to get so ginned up, and they, they, they were. They were like marauding Vikings taking over a country. They were so fired up that they didn't have that ball. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a, a, a terribly disappointing event when like you play great defense, and you're, whether it's just the physicality of it or if you got lucky and got your helmet on the ball or if you got a strip or something, mm-hmm. like you're working your tail off. And you get the ball back, and it's a, a sudden change thing where, you know, they're, they're, that fumble occurred, so, I don't know, I like to say somewhere around like R25 or R30. Like, you know, they had a little drive yep. going. It's a huge momentum swing. And then I'm calling a play, and then actually the receivers are asking questions because, like, you know, sometimes they just are super irritating. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so, you know, a whole minute and a half, two minutes go by, and, and next thing you know, like, Haven has the ball back yeah. with the original line of scrimmage. I'm like, what is it? You know what I mean? And, like, it, you know, it's just the kids responded to the adversity, which is yes. nice. I mean, there's teams out there where the heads would hang and the pouting and the crying about it. Like, nothing you can do. It's happening. They got the ball back. Go get the ball again. Force another turnover. Or get us a three and out here, and let, let's get the ball back in our hands. Good well, stuff. Tim, thank you for joining us here on Sports Saturday. We're up against the time-wise. We appreciate you taking some time out. Throw some Eddie Vedder and the guys on and uh, sit back and relax and taking some college football today. Absolutely. The weather's been outstanding. It's, a, it's been a brutal three weeks there leading up there with that heat, humidity, oh, yeah. rain, flooding, yeah. whatever. It's, it feels like football now, and, uh, yeah, we're going to take in some college football today for sure. All right, Tim, thanks for joining thanks, us. Tim. We've got to say thank you to our fine sponsors, Universal Forest Products, Black Rock Trucks, Daywalton Lango, Phoenix Physical Therapy, Lehigh Valley Health Network, Rotet Motors, DBR Industrial Solutions. And thank you to John Powers for co-hosting WPPA Sports Saturday. Saturday morning, all these show is on the way next. WPPA Pottsville and translator W290DP Pottsville.